He's like, that guy looks like John Romero. And I'm like, no fucking way. Why would John Romero be walking around in Scotts Valley at the grocery store? I was thinking about this the other day. I think that people whose favorite Dark Souls game is Dark Souls 3 are like people whose favorite Metallica album is Saint Anger. <laughs> no, get out of here. No, that's no, Dark Souls yeah. 2. What are you talking about? Dark Souls uh, 2 is I, like the Saint Anger. of uh, Or the Black Album, right? People whose favorite Metallica album is the Black Album. This is probably going over some people's heads. But sure. like, you know, like the Black Album is like technically the most maybe like clean and polished but it's not the best metallic album it's also a different style the black album it's a different style than the early albums different genre maybe yeah you might be right uh welcome to the first episode of the jump crouch game club i don't know what we're gonna call it for for real reels maybe we'll make a t-shirt but uh for now the jump crouch game club we're bringing it in with 1993's doom created by id software 1993, December 10th, 1993. Whoa, 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 hold on. It's ID Software. For this whole time, I thought it was id Software. I just it have is to, id. It's, it's id. id. I like calling it ID because it's just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm outraged. I'm you successfully outraged me. Anyway, continue with the introduction. Yes. <laughs> Orin or Luck reacts. Triggered. Uh, <laughs> so, little known fact, Doom was originally going to be a licensed 20th Century Fox uh they're licensed by 20th Century Fox Aliens game. Mm-hmm. But ID Software was like, you know what? We're better than that. We don't need to do no fucking licensed game. We're going to make our own fucking thing. And they, they got rejected, Doom. I believe, their request. No, no, no. They, no, no, no. They, they, it was, and I could be wrong about this. I, I, if I'm remembering my Masters of Doom correctly, they actually, they rejected it. Okay. My... Maybe I'm mistaken, but I was under the impression they got rejected by Fox, and they're like, you know what? We can't do aliens. Let's do something even more crazy. Demons. That I'm going to have to fact check this after okay. after the podcast and put a, 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 an insert in. But in any case, okay. Fair enough. Uh, Doom came out in 1993. It was not the first, not not the very first first-person game. It's not even ID Software's like first first-person game, but it's the, the one that, that gained, uh, I think it's like their fourth or fifth, but it's the one that gained the most prominence by far. Extremely influential throughout the entire 90s. If anybody was playing a first-person shooter, it was a quote-unquote Doom clone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a game that that Kevin and I have an extensive history with. It's a, I play the game at least once a year, if not once every couple of months. Uh, we're talking about 1993 Doom. We're also going to kind of like envelop in a little bit of Doom 2. And we'll talk about the rest of the Doom series without spoilers a little later. But we're mainly talking about the first game here. So... Cool. Everybody's uh, ready. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pumped. Let's cool. talk Doom. So, Oren, because I think that you might have a different history with Doom. I'd be interested to hear your history with the game first, and then we'll get into ours. So, my history with so here, first of all, I'm just going to start off and say that your Doom and Kevin's Doom for me that was Goldeneye growing up mm-hmm. like GoldenEye was my game that was my introduction yeah. to the whole genre um and that kind of makes sense because I, I feel like i'm kind of the console guy here so naturally i'll gravitate to the 
the amazing well, first. We, we also played a lot of Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah, we played, <laughs> well, we played there we a, go. a lot of Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's funny because, yeah, I was 1993. I was two years old when Doom mm. came out. So I was very young. But I remember when I was, I think I was like nine or ten years old. And I went to this... Uh, not like friend's house, but my mom kind of like sent me to hang out with like this kid who was older than me. And he was like, hey, do you want to like see this cool game called Doom? And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course, sure. (laughs) You know, like because I was like eight or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I was watching this incredibly violent game and but just being like in awe of it. And it was kind of hilarious because this guy, he was I've only seen him like one time. This was like the one time I saw him. He would just be playing Doom, and then, like, every now and then, like, his mom would come in to ask him to come down to, like, do chores or something. Like, they, she would just, like, yell from downstairs, like, come downstairs, <laughs> like, you gotta do the dishes. And then, like, he would just leave, and then he would just, like, let me play for, like, five minutes, but... <laughs> I was ter- like, and this was just intermittent throughout like a three hour hangout session where I would get these little five minute bursts of doom and little smoke breaks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And gosh, it was just so terrifying for me as a kid playing that game. Cause, but like, I was still weirdly entranced in it. Cause I just liked guns growing up like a true American boy. I just liked mm-hmm. shooting stuff. Like, I did the finger pistols all the time. I watched Davy Crockett and, like, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. so, so that's my history with the game. Being terrified at eight years old, but being entranced because I like shooting things. Um, and then I, did, I think I played the game for the first time probably in 2016 because I loved the 2016 version so much that I went back and played the original and then I replayed it again uh, for this podcast. So I've played mm-hmm. it a total of two times. I did not finish it the second time, but I played about half of it. So all right. So it's pretty nice. fresh. So that's my personal history. It's uh, cool. It's very silly. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna start with mine, and then I think I'll let Kevin. It'll dovetail into Kevin's because we we grew up together. But like, yeah. I remember playing Wolfenstein at a friend's house. A very similar situation to you, where like. I kind of like snuck in on his game playing the original Wolfenstein 3D. And I remember he kind of let me play it and he kind of went away for a little bit and then it was like daylight. And then like I was playing it and then his dad came and was like, Hey, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, I'm just playing this game. And it was like dark out, like hours had just completely vanished. And so like Wolfenstein really set the stage. But the first time that I played doom, my dad had brought home a gateway PC. And I think, I think, Doom 2 might have just come out at this point. So I was playing Doom like a little later, like like a year later. So we got our first home PC and I'm playing Doom. And it was such a graphical marvel for the time. Like it really looked photorealistic in the same way that like something like The Last of Us 2 or Red Dead Redemption looks photorealistic now. Like it really had that effect back then. There's something about technologies that like graphics that will eventually look dated always looked super realistic at the time but the violence and i said this in the the last podcast was so horrific and shocking particularly to you know 10 year old 11 year old me whatever i was like it was just like oh my god i felt like i was watching like like you know a real snuff film like whenever they would jib like and just the the horror of it was kind of so shocking and terrifying that it sort of like both scared me but like drew me in at the same time and i spent an entire summer 
just playing it every day. Me and my sister would kind of take turns. It's the only video game that I'm aware of that my sister ever played a lot. And she was, you know, pretty young then, but she, she really liked it. Uh, and, and over time, I've just played it consistently uh, throughout the years. Like I said, I play it once a year. There are so many different wads and mods and different versions of the game that you can play. And I've tried those. Kevin and I play co-op. But it's just, it's always been kind of a piece of my gaming history. Uh, Kevin, sorry, I, I didn't give you much of a segue in there, but... Oh, it's fine. Um, I was so young when it came out. Like, I was, I don't know, five, four when it yeah. came out. So I don't have a first memory. I have a bunch of different memories I have with it. But it for me, it like always just kind of like was, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was always just there. Like, it, I, I don't remember not, play, like, a time before it. So... Yeah. Um... I remember being at our friend, I think Michael Sense's house, got the Hawaiian shirts. Michael, he was like, oh my God. He was talking about like how violent yeah. it was and like he loved yeah. it. He was, he was this guy we knew from church when we were kids. And right. he, I remember he, I think he was talking with, I don't know, it was Julian maybe or a family, it's a family Definitely friends. Definitely with Julian. We were, we were yeah. And they both were like marveling about how violent it was and they were like really liked it. Like it was like, this is a really cool <laughs> thing. And I don't yeah. think I played it, but if I remember correctly, it was Doom 2 that I had seen. Because I, I feel like I remember the been, first yeah. map. It was map 01 from Doom 2. I think mm-hmm. that's like my first memory of Doom is probably the, either that or the shareware. But I can't yeah. quite remember. And I also don't remember if I played that or Wolfenstein first. I think I played Doom mm-hmm. before I played Wolfenstein, if, if I remember correctly. That's think, probably, yeah. Because the thing is, is, you couldn't buy Doom 1 in the store, right? It was no. You had to mail order it. Whereas Doom 2 was a retail game. So that's right. why it probably was Doom 2 with my first memory. I think Probably. we had Doom 2 first, yeah. But like I said, like I didn't remember anything before that, so like it kind of just was there. It was, you know, I think that game kind of definitely impacted me hugely on like in a lot of ways. Now, like I like things in, that are in horror settings, and for some reason, when I play a game that like I have to go into like an installation, like a sci-fi installation that's been like ravaged by some monster, I'm like immediately mm-hmm. entranced by it. And I think that's because of that game's setting. Like I'm pretty right. sure that that's a big, yeah. It definitely set the aesthetic for games, and obviously, it's drawing very heavily off of uh, aliens Alien. and and, uh, and other similar like nineteen eighties action horror and science fiction movies. The so Geiger it's already like style working, sure. yeah, within a really established sort of definitely. aesthetic, uh, and and it sort of set the aesthetic for a lot of gaming to come. It's interesting. My, I totally forgot about Michael Sense, but Michael Sense would would always we would talk about Doom and compare our Doom stories way back in the day mm-hmm. when I was just like a little twelve year old kid, and he'd be telling me, and he's like, you know, I got this new game, Rise of the Triad, and it's just so much more violent. It's just people will beg for their lives, <laughs> which <laughs> they at do. the time seemed like 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 the most absurd thing you could imagine in a video game. It, like it really is worth noting that when this game. Yeah, when this game came out, like there was nothing that was as violent as this. And Kevin. and what I I think is interesting about you were talking about that you guys are both talking about that. Like I I think back like I heard that when when, uh, when they first showed the some movie like I forgot like in like the early 1900s of like a cowboy shooting like a screen, everyone in the theater like ran out terrified because mm-hmm. it, they had never seen anything like that before. Like that had never been a thing that people had observed. So I wonder if to a lesser extent Doom was like that too cuz like moving into 3D space and shooting things in a first person no one had really done that. Maybe they'd done it Wolfenstein but like it wasn't Doom was really the one that I think people really saw and was the big smash hit that you know impacted the yeah. whole 90s. So I think it was like this new thing that just hadn't existed before for a lot of people. Gosh, yeah, I it kind of kind of launching off of that point like I'm trying to imagine being 
I mean, it was shocking for me when I when I saw it when I was eight eight years old, but I was drawn in. But it's kind of interesting playing it again in twenty twenty, and there is kind of an aesthetic to it that I don't know. Maybe it's something about like what the sixteen bit graphics where you're playing the game, and I think because of that, you, your imagination kind of fills in the rest of the picture, and I think mm-hmm. that's part of what makes it so so horrifying in certain ways and some of the demon designs so terrifying because you're, you're playing this game and you don't get the full picture but you can kind of imagine mm-hmm. it and you can see it there in the pixels but yeah i, yeah. I actually completely agree with you on that that's how i felt it's, about playing those old like n64 or like resident evil 2 as well like that oh, it, yeah. kind of lower detail can be scary in a way it's yeah it's the power to evoke like i think it's one of the double-edged swords of like ultra realistic graphics is they don't leave a lot of room for you to sort of fill in the gaps the way that the old kind of blurry or less detailed graphics do. Um, And yeah, it's, it's something I'm thinking about a lot. So uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about when it comes to sort of just the, the visceral impact of, uh, I got a swear jar for using that word, but uh, (laughs) the, the, the the gore, the part of the reason this game I think felt so gory was because Adrian Carmack, who was the lead artist, actually came up as an artist drawing um, uh, medical diagrams and stuff of like mm. actual f- from photos of human humans that were really various various states I didn't of know disrepair that. yeah wow. so he he knew what people <laughs> look like on the inside and had studied drawing that prior to working on doom so that's why you see so many of these like eviscerated uh, bodies particularly later on in the uh, the, the hell levels and stuff interesting and that's 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 interesting too because a lot of the demons design is like very muscly and like fleshy Mm -hmm. looking and there's also a lot of Mm -hmm. walls like bloody weird fleshy walls that you encounter too that i don't think i really see a lot of other games doom has this like it's not like realistic in like a realistic way but it does have this kind of like invokes like the way that human flesh looks and and i I never even realized that that's interesting Hmm. yeah adrian carmack came up drawing uh like autopsy photos doing it just doing medical art but like based off photographs of real real shit real core so he knew what people look like on the inside <laughs> wow that's interesting because he also sculpted all of the a lot of the sprites were sculpted in 3d like the baron yeah and mancubus and stuff and yep. then they photos- uh, yeah yeah, no, it's 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 all of this. There's a great book called Masters of Doom, which I think is currently my my top pick for video game history books. There's some other good ones. Jason Trier wrote Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, which is a really good read. Mm. But Masters of Doom is just it's just such a terrific read from beginning to end, and it really takes you through the entire history of id, going through uh, Commander Keen, Wolfenstein, Doom, and Quake, and just all the different intricacies of the different personalities that worked at that company. They're making a, either a movie or a TV show out of it, so that that might come to fruition. We'll see. That'll be cool, but it, I definitely recommend reading that. Um, let's talk about the gameplay. Like, there's some things that this game does that other first-person shooters don't do. I mean, a, a big part of the gameplay is this maze level design where you're keycard hunting, mm-hmm. which is really something that no, I can't think of too many other first-person shooters that took that on. You know where they it's got that a, from? Gauntlet. Uh, Gauntlet, right. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It, 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 pro, the projectile dodging combat, which is like Robotron. Robotron I mean, yeah. and, and it's you move really fast. And then the use of orthogonal enemies, which means that like each enemy is very different and recognizable, and you have to sort of prioritize what order you take out enemies, which is not something that you see very often in shooters. Mm-hmm. 
it's really cool part about that game is the enemies all have a distinct sound they have a distinct like wake up sound a sound when they spot you a pain sound so like you generally will know without even seeing them what you're facing and then when you look at them they all have that different of course like you're saying the shapes you can just tell by their silhouette what they are maybe have once you've played enough have an idea which weapon you need to use in that situation Mm -hmm. yeah i think uh I, i think that's kind of what's so interesting to me too is that in 1993 because i remember when halo came out in 2001 and people were kind of going crazy about all the enemy types and they how they have their own ai mm-hmm. and i feel like the precedent for that was actually doom in 1993 because every villain has its own attack pattern its own rhythm and its own mm-hmm. ideal firearm or weapon to take it down which i think is so interesting it's really the first game to really pioneer that definitely i i was watching this guy break down the coding of how the monsters work and how they think and stuff and it's interesting because a lot of the stuff that that they, they do like there's a lot of i mean i'm not gonna go to the, the details of it but like it's stuff that really hadn't existed in games of in that style before and the fact that like john carmack like figured all that out like and it's still stuff that's very relevant now in games i would think i just i'm like i don't know how they uh, he knew where because he didn't have anything to base it off of he just like figured it out or thought it up i don't i don't get it because i think it's made by like what like six people yeah maybe 10 five or not not very many people so yeah. the 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 legend goes that john carmack went to a like game developer show and met with the guys who were working on um ultima the stygian abyss mm. which is like the original is the first uh i think it might be the first 3d first person game um and so john carmack's looking at it and he's like i can do better and then goes and immediately like just goes on a binge and creates the the uh, Wolfenstein engine, which turns into the Doom engine. So like that's the story, which I think John Carmack has roughly corroborated, and so have some of the guys from Looking Glass. Uh, but like, yeah, it, so many things were. I mean, it, just so, so much pioneering in terms of the technology, the way that the light falls off, the way that you have levels that are not at all at right angles, which is is. Prior to that, anytime you used a first-person perspective, you always had levels that were totally flat and at right angles. You have depth, you have height, verticality, and you have really interesting architecture that you just hadn't mm. seen before. Yeah. Uh, Dune levels have a distinct look, don't they? Like, they still have a distinct look. Like, games still, even the wannabes, don't look like Doom. Doom has, right. like, a unique look to those levels, for sure. Yeah, this is not my original idea, and I don't remember where I read this, but someone had said that like a way to think about Doom is like it's not that it has bad, dated, pixelated graphics, but that it's kind of like a it's like a view into like a different universe where it's like everything's two point five and made out of pixels. So those are the constituent mm-hmm. blocks of, of of matter. So like Doom doesn't look like a like an old video game; it just looks like a different a, you know a peek into a different universe. Huh. I mm-hmm. like that way of looking at it. Actually, yeah, that's wild. It's interesting. I mean, that's how I've always felt about it, just because it's, it's again, it's been such an omnipresent part of my life for nearly 30 years now. Yeah, definitely. And I, and you think, too, like, I know, we're, like, the design of it wasn't supposed to emulate real places, but it was supposed to be like a real place, but not actually be a place that people lived. Like, the Mars bases in the first episode are not supposed to be places that people actually were, you know, like, necessarily, like, an office or anything, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I I don't. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to cut anyone off, but I was go. just I was just gonna say that um, it's kind. Of, this conversation is so interesting, and I love that thought that you said, Aaron, because that whole idea of 
this is kind of a different dimension that you're inhabiting. That's kind of how I always felt about Silent Hill 2, but I've never been able to articulate it. Like, I can't imagine that game without the PS2-style graphics and the fog. Mm. So mm-hmm. so it is kind of interesting how certain games can be so timeless in that sense, where, where, where it's like, yeah, you can remake Silent Hill 2, but it won't have the same impact. Like, you can... I mean, technically, the first Doom was kind of reimagined in 2016, but it still doesn't take from the fact that you play that original Doom and it still has that weird kind of pixelated dimension that feels that that's like another reality, so to speak. It's so interesting. Yeah, no, I love that device. And that's how I think of like something like Mario or a lot of these NES games that I think hold up well. Like I think of Super Mario, you're just looking at what it would be like to live in a pixelated two-dimensional universe, like right with Super Mario World. Good design is not limited by technology, right? No, I, I mean, it, or it doesn't have to be. Like I'm curious, yeah. Orin, as somebody who didn't really play the game till even after playing Doom 2016, like what do you think of the moment-to-moment gameplay? Um, I think it's really interesting because. Um, the th- the thing about the thing about the 1993 Doom is I started playing it and even playing it again in 2020 it felt like super archaic to me at first I was like this is just like why am I playing this <laughs> I could be playing Apex Legends like why am I playing Doom 1993 but the more I played it the more I was able to kind of see how it's like dated so to speak but you start to kind of see how incredible is that this designer was able to make this perfect game design with the tools that they had like everything how can i describe it i don't know it's just the the way that the maps are are laid out and the and and the progression to finding the keys and how it's paced and how the and and how everything's kind of on a horizontal plane um even the fact that when you fire a shotgun the shots line up horizontally um, mm-hmm. And just how the whole game feels like it's designed in that uh, 2.5D space is just kind of remarkable to me. And and then sometimes I'll play 3D first-person shooters and even... Not sometimes, all the time. But like sometimes I'll play them and even some of those games, they, don't, they aren't as thought out in terms of just the basic core design. But then you play something like Doom and it feels like the whole game is mapped around its limitations so to speak so in a way that's what's so impressive about it um Mm -hmm. but yeah i i I definitely ended up really enjoying it unfortunately i haven't finished my second playthrough but i'm like i'm liking it a lot um still and i mean I, i remember liking it a lot back in 2016 as well and i think in 2016 i also played Duke Nukem 3D, which is like not as great a game, but like playing that yeah. game, like I appreciated that aesthetic as well, and how do how it's yeah. kind of an extrapolation of Doom's original aesthetic. So it's amazing how those yeah. games are kind of weirdly timeless. Uh, have you got into the sort of motion of because like the way I think of Doom is it's it's like a dance, right? The, right. It's all about the projectile dodging and the enemy prioritization. So you start to get to this real rhythm or this flow state where you're like weaving in and out of fireballs, ducking around corners to avoid shotgun guys and prioritizing enemy takedown where it, it becomes almost meditative for me. It's like a very soothing kind of gameplay. Obviously it's, it's challenging and hard, but um, like it, it, it all, all the elements are working for me at such a strong and high level that like 
they, they just really complement each other really strongly. Did you find yourself getting into those kind of flow states or is it still like, was that immediately apparent to you? It was not immediately apparent to me, but as I got into more challenging levels, I started to feel that a lot more. Um, mm -hmm. Like when you have all these enemies on screen at once and you're just kind of dancing around the room trying to figure out what which enemy you have to take out first. Um, it, it felt good. It felt good. It kind of gave me Devil May Cry vibes, not going to lie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, there's that kind of thing of like you're in the big battlefield and you're shooting all the different enemies and then you like pop on a corner and there's like some weaker enemies so you switch to like the shotgun and blast them and you go around a corner and it's like a baron of hell and you switch to the plasma rifle and kill him. Like it has like this real flow that you can get into and you it's like what Aaron, it's just what Aaron was saying basically. It's like you can really, you just get into this this feel for it and it uh, I, there's nothing I still feel like that's like it. Uh, I don't think the no, new games are isn't. like it. Uh, yeah. Doom Eternal, Doom Eternal, I think like just design, by design trying to do that more, but we can talk about that later. 2016 mm -hmm. is like really its own thing in a lot more ways. Uh, but yeah, I don't think any other game it, it, like because the thing with like Duke Nukem is it is a Doom clone in so many ways. Like mm -hmm. it has key guard hunting, it has a varied monster design, has weapons that are similar. But the, a lot of the enemies in that game are hit scan, which means that they right. shoot bullets that hit you immediately, so you can't dodge their, their projectiles right you can't they don't move towards you and you can move away from them it doesn't have that dance it's much more about kind of just blasting everything down quickly um except for the rocket fat guy rocket guys those guys have projectiles but everything else is like right. hit scan. so it's, it's just a it's a different thing that i feel like is yeah hasn't been captured yet by something else even quake or well, none of those games got it no quake and it quake is very interesting as an example of something like i do think that doom is a game that that isn't hampered by its limitations they're kind of working to the strengths of their limitations and they really like it's worth noting that this is not like the first or even fifth game that these guys have made by the time that john romero and john carmack make doom they've both made games for almost 15 years and have made about 40 or 50 games each like they are, they are very, very senior designers, even though they're only in their late twenties at this point, they've just mm -hmm. been working on games basically their entire adult life and even in their teenage years. So they're, they're very like established and just very knowledgeable. Like there, there's a lot of knowledge, particularly with John Carmack. And you see this in the John Carmack levels being like, if, if you play Doom enough, you will know immediately if it's a John Carmack level or not, because he has this like rule set. You mean Romero? Sorry. What, am I, what did I say? Carmack, Carmack, oh, yeah, John Romero's John team. Romero, yes, John. <laughs> you will recognize a John Romero level over 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 a Sandy Peterson level or an American McGee level because of the different sort of features of design that he has. He always has uses this thing where you can see a point but you can't get there right away, so you kind of have to like weasel your way around until you can find your way to get to that point. And he's really good at using landmarks to to establish a level so that you don't really get lost in the same way. So, or in the first episode of Doom knee deep in the dead it was all romero he made the entire episode right yeah you get to the second episode which is escaping my brain right now um that's all sandy peterson consumed. primarily the hell levels oh we're all sandy peterson and something i it's a funny side note about sandy peterson is he is a mormon and i just love that he designed all the doom, doom <laughs> i think it's very interesting like he, mm -hmm. he he apparently he was like the most into that kind of hellish ghoulish stuff which is, i just think is really interesting he's an interesting character i will uh he's if you, he does like rpg tabletop design as well but anyways, uh, he designed all the later the later, later levels. So if you may have noticed, like there's definitely a design difference in the maps later in the game. It's because of that he designed most the broad portion of Doom One maps that aren't the first episode. Wow, that's right. amazing. Which, also, I want to just like say, Kevin, uh, you kind of brought a smile to my face when you were like when you were like correcting like 
Romero. It was Romero. I thought that was funny. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to confuse the listeners? It's, it's a, an it's important. A, it's almost like a like a big Beatles fan like saying like it was Lennon. It wasn't McCartney. It was Lennon who did that. Right. Yeah, I definitely done my homework on this game because I've spent many years obsessing over it. Every like little intricate detail. So I, I love um, it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm the, I'm the, yeah. I'm kind of the layman here, so that's kind of what I can offer. Kind of like a fresh yeah, perspective, and it's yeah. uh, it's inter- it's interesting. It's really cool though yeah. to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Aaron and I were just talking earlier about how like we both obviously play this game a ton, and we're you know we 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 play it a lot, and we're both super into it, and we we're at that level where we like we know every little piece of the game, but uh, we both think that we like it not for purely nostalgic reasons, like. If I personally think back on games that I grew up playing, like a lot of Sega games, like I don't really, I played Sonic Mania. That was the newest Sonic game that was like in the classic style that I played as a kid. I don't really love that gameplay now that much anymore. Like it didn't really stick out to me that strongly. Like I love classic Sonic and it's cool, but like I, a lot of games as a kid, I wouldn't really go back and play. And Aaron was also saying, yeah. Well, so the question is, is it, is it just nostalgia? And obviously nostalgia plays a role, right? But like, I do think when I look back at games that, that at the time when I was a kid were really monumental to me, like even honestly, even Goldeneye, like I don't go play Goldeneye once a year because Goldeneye is, I, I would argue is, is aged very poorly. Like Goldeneye was, was revelatory when I first got it. I played Goldeneye so much that I had Goldeneye dreams. Then when I closed my eyes, I could see Goldeneye. Like, you know, like when you do something so much, like yeah. I played so much Goldeneye, but I don't even want to play Goldeneye for five minutes now. Uh, whereas Doom, I still play. Uh, and there's, you know, there's lots of games. There's a reason that I don't go back and play Duke Nukem or Quake or Hexen or lots of games from that period that I really did have a strong experience with. I think that there is something special about Doom. And a big part of it is that, like I said, this is the, these guys had already made like 40 games. Like they're, these are like experienced designers kind of at the top of their form, really executing at a high level. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like other games that where I'm like nostalgic, but like I would go back and play them and be like, uh, I don't know. And yeah, I even think... like Turok, the game I play a Turok. lot, game, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like well, playing yeah. it again, it was pretty. It was dated. It was hard to. Those maps were just. Ugh. I don't know. Turok one was actually pretty fun, but I didn't play that. that I have no nostalgia for that. Turok two was the game I had the nostalgia for, and it was eh, it was alright. It was alright. Yeah. I feel like the quintessential developer for that, and I might anger some people, but like I feel like Rareware games like are amazing for their time. But going back and playing like Banjo or GoldenEye, mm. I feel like they just like they're just they're like fun for like ten minutes, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna play an actual right. game. <laughs> I mean, not to get too far afield, but yeah, GoldenEye. If, going back to play GoldenEye is is at this point in time, painful because GoldenEye is the opposite. It's like, it's a game that is so hampered by its technology. Like GoldenEye gave us yeah. the promise of like, Hey, guess what? Consoles are going to have first person shooters and they're going to be fucking awesome. Right. But they didn't really get awesome till Halo <laughs> and Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. It's the promise that counts, but yeah, right. I'd rather just We're, play something. I'd rather play Titanfall two or something, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> the point I think still stands that doom's design is like head and shoulders above those other games. Right. Like it's just doom that is much the better. delivery. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, what did you think of the music, Orin? Uh It's rad. It's like yeah. to, to be honest, it's the, the the game. I'm not like a big metal guy, but like mm-hmm. the game is just so metal. Like everything looks yeah. like a metal album cover, like from Slipknot or something. And then your your the music is just uh, it has just such a nice rhythm that kind of goes with the 
beat of the gameplay in a really nice way. Um, mm-hmm. And it's cool seeing, not to get off topic, it's cool seeing the 2016 Doom extrapolate on that. And it just kind of makes me realize that all first-person shooters just need a nice rhythmic soundtrack like Doom because I feel like it really does add to to the flow of the game, to the dance. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It does. Part of what I like about uh, Doom 1, it like starts off the first level with that, you know, classic E1M1, you know, the, the at Doom's game Doom's, theme. Uh, yeah, and then it. the second level is this kind of like slower synth music. And the third level is like this even more slow, like ambient synth mm-hmm. music. Um, and then it goes back to metal, the, the Pantera for the fourth song. And then if you right. go to Doom 2, it's the same thing. It starts off with uh, the first level is that heavy metal, the kind of Hangar 18 style song. And then the second level, Mapo 2, is like this jazz, like slow kind of like samba. Salsa, right? Like, yeah. Samba. yeah. And <laughs> I, I really like that, that about uh, classic Doom is it has this kind of varied mix of music. And I think uh, 16 does, but not. it's really much more focused on like the genty, you know. Yeah. Mr. Which Jazz. is amazing, by the way. Let mm-hmm. me just say, like, I listen to the music from Doom 16, like, just when I'm working and stuff. Like, it's that good. And, right. And, and Doom Eternal. I just really, I know, I like the music for the old games a lot. And I, it's funny because, like, it is MIDI music, but it's it just sounds good still. Like, I don't know. I just yeah. still like. <laughs> <laughs> we should point out for people who don't know, Bobby Prince, the composer, literally stole like popular songs from Metallica and Pantera and Alice in Chains and, and mitified them and modified them enough to avoid lawsuits. So, so a lot of that music is, it's funny because it's so recognizable to me because I play the game so much. And then I would go back and hear this music, you know, 10 years later, I'm like, that sounds like doom. These guys rip (laughs) off doom. Yeah. (laughs) It's actually the other way around. In some time in 2013, I did my research on like every song in the game to see what they all were. And the, the, the biggest contention that people argue about is the first song is E1M1, mm-hmm. that main mm-hmm. riff. Like, what song is it? There's a bunch of different mm-hmm. arguments. To me, it sounds the most like Metallica's No Remorse. But you know, mm. if you, if listeners, if you want to go do your research, you can. It's, it's, I feel like that's, I, that's that's inspired rather than just it plagiarized. Could be. So when I some of those other songs, I met John Romero in the um, one of the designers of the game. In yeah, the we met John gr- Romero grocery store. <laughs> grocery store. Random, Whoa. most weird. Yeah, super weird. But I, I let I me tell that headed, story because. Dude, because okay. the story's great. We're, we're in the grocery store, and we're, like, going to get, like, a frozen pizza for dinner. And my it's brother's beer, like, actually. that guy looks like a beer. Okay, figures. He's like, that guy looks like John Romero. And I'm like, <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah. Why would John Romero be walking around in Scotts Valley at the grocery store? Yep. And so we're kind of stalking him through the grocery store, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, wa- doing walk-bys. We're like, is that John Romero? It kind of looks like him. And the thing is, is, is I was like... Should I go talk to him? And and I was with Aaron and a friend at the time, and and Aaron and was like, "Yeah, you should go talk to him." And I was like, "I I'm like I'm so scared. I don't want to go bug him." Like, if, and I wasn't sure if it even was him, but then I recognized his wife because I had seen her in a pod or in a uh, TED talk recently, right before that, and I was like, "That's definitely him. There's no question." And I'm like, "If I don't talk to him right now, I'm gonna regret it for the rest of my life. I'm gonna always think of the time I saw him in the grocery store and I didn't I didn't say hi." So I went up to go see him, and I was like, "Are you John Romero?" And he's like. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Oh man, I'm I love Doom." And he was like, "Doom? What? Doom? Which one? The old Dooms?" I'm like, "Yeah, the classic ones." He's like, "Not Doom Three, are they?" Because like, he thought like I was maybe too young to have <laughs> enjoyed it. <laughs> and I think I was like maybe 23 at the time, 24. Yeah. But the thing that was funny about that is I was playing classic Doom at that time and reading Masters of Doom at that time, so it was such a weird moment that to, to see him in my local grocery store. 
It was like just the right. yeah, it was it's, so it's like unexpected. the powers of the like, universe are just, just conspiring for all this to happen at the same time. It, it is, and the thing <laughs> totally. too is, is if if I could have met anyone who made the game, it would have been him. He was the one that that I I, I would have wanted to talk to you the most. So like, yeah. it was just so such a strange thing. I got a I got a photo with him. It's I still yeah. have it. You got a photo. You got I his have card. his business card. I actually when we had the fire made out of metal. About, it's made of metal. Last time I had that with that fire I was talking about, I saved his business card because it's this solid metal thing, which he carried in his wallet. He had a bunch of them. <laughs> I was like, dude, you carry That's, a yeah. solid metal piece for your business card? Like, <laughs> no. Well, it, he, he's, he's got it from his car, what? but he, he is a character. It's he's worth noting also, sure. either on the way over to the grocery store or like a day or two before at a taqueria, you and I had been like, discussing John Romero's yeah. levels yeah. and his mm-hmm. levels. It was like, it was like literally we were thinking about him. We were talking about him. We were playing a lot of doom at that very specific time. And then we ran into him. So it was weird. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Very cool moment. That's I was wild. trying not to be a starstruck because for me, you know, for some people he may not be a big deal, but for me it was like, you know, like <laughs> the, the guy who made my favorite doom levels and a game that I've been playing my entire life. So it was a cool moment. It was very cool. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about the lasting influence of Doom. Like, obviously, Doom, we, we, we had throughout the 90s, the first-person shooter was the quote-unquote Doom clone. And then it kind of evolves into its own thing and becomes the first-person shooter. Like, what do you guys think, other than the perspective Doom has, uh, you know, given its offspring? Like, what, what has the genre taken from Doom? I mean, honestly, so many things. I think the things that have really stuck, though, that I think have the hugest impact right now is... Uh, Online play, deathmatch, mm-hmm. um, you know the big PvP shooter stuff, which Doom yeah. was the first game was to do that. The first game, yeah. And then community content, uh, map design, mm-hmm. custom mapping, modding, all that stuff. You know, if you think of like the biggest games that people play today, are all mods of something else, right? And Doom was really one of the first games they encouraged mod support. John Carmack really pushed for releasing source code for all of their games. All their game, you can still play it. And something that's really cool about him doing that is people will be able to port Doom to every piece of technology in the future forever. So you're going to be able to play yeah. Doom on the holodeck at some point. You know, it's going to happen. It's, <laughs> it's running on every piece of... It runs on toasters and everything else, right? And that's the game that people port to everything. So... Yeah, I, 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 for me, I see, like, the influences that I see are more just in terms of the game design where... Uh, just, just in terms of the combat, I think the combat established a certain rhythm that you would see kind of taken in other first-person shooters and also they're like stylish action games like i said devil may cry earlier but i'm sure that had some sort of influence or um ninja gaiden just like these games that have like a very distinct rhythm to their combat Mm -hmm. uh i see that everywhere and the other thing the other the other area of influence that i see is with the level design i just think the the level design of searching for key cards there are these levels that have so many hidden secrets. There's so many ways to go about it. Uh, you see that in, you know, a lot of Resident Evil games. I feel like I wouldn't say it maybe like paved the way, but you see sprinkles of that influence in those types of games. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's, it's just refreshing to like playing that game because I feel like first person shooters at some point around 2008, 2007 kind of lost their way and, and went full linear full cover-based shooting, and they lost that rhythm a little bit. So it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. seeing that come back in 2016 with Doom 2016 and not then going back and playing the 1993 version and seeing where that whole 
gaming philosophy design philosophy came from yeah i i mean one thing that i know i think of is like when it comes to the key card hunting and the maze design a game that i kind of get a similar feeling from is hitman where you're kind of constantly trying to get to mm. deeper access to levels and you have to find you don't find a key card you find an outfit maybe but like there's kind of a similar feel there of like of just exploration through a large space where you're looking for ways to get progressively deeper and deeper into the space. Um, I do think that there's a lot of things that Doom did that are unfortunately not at least part yeah. of uh, FPS design philosophy. Even of Doom 2016, you really don't see the bigger maze-like levels, the sort of not like all. more user-paced uh, exploration and, and the key card hunting and stuff, which I, I think... I think there's a lot of people who don't like that stuff yeah. they, or the particularly they, they look back at these own old doom levels and they say, I get lost and I don't know where the fuck I'm supposed to do. Um, but you don't see that. You don't see, I mean, I don't think you ever see a game that does uh, projectile dodging as well no. as doom, like even doom 2016 or doom eternal. Uh, it's available. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't think that that, I think that there's certain things that it does that the game did that nobody really successfully emulated or even tried to copy, which is a little bit of a bummer for me. I do think Dusk actually is a game that does a pretty good job yeah. of that. Dude, I was gonna say the movement speed is like the movement one speed, of the yeah. for me is one of the most like my favorite things about Doom in the world is how fast you move in that game. Like it just feels amazing. And you think of how slow you move in games now. Like Red Dead Two, oh my God, is the most sluggish game <laughs> of all time. I feel that game or Skyrim. Like, like, yeah. God damn! Like, you just maybe you move a little bit faster. It's so sluggish. Right. Your horse. I'm not is trying to hate on Red Dead. Though. Red Dead's a beautiful game. I love Red Dead Two. Just, just for the record. But like, I just right. compare like how, game design then and how it is now, and everything now is very physicsy and like simulated and real. And Doom is a game that's just about being super fast, super tight, super responsive. And I really miss that. It, some games do that like dust does do that um but it's not as common of a thing that fast movement speed which is just is sad bayonetta does that bayonetta you can move light speed yeah bayonetta, so bayonetta to me to, bayonetta feels like quake or doom if you were if it was an action game you know like it's oh, that's yeah. it's I so quick that. and responsive and yeah he yeah. was saying devil may cry no uh, another yeah. thing that that like that we see and, and like this is going to get to my my ultimate argument of half-life ruins everything we're going to do half-life in, in this series in two games. So like when, when we get to half-life, we see a shift in gaming in general towards the realistic and abstract level design just kind of goes by the wayside. And mm -hmm. I think doom does a really amazing job of abstract level design. Again, the, the John Romero levels marry the abstract level design with a plausibility and a sense of place. That's very, for me, very evocative, but also very like, I do feel like I'm walking through a tech base, right? Um, mm -hmm. not so much in the hell levels. I feel those are maybe a little too abstract, but it's, it's, they're still very fun w with half-life. We get realistic places and you, you don't see a return to abstract level design. I don't think, I, I can't think of any particular game like triple a game that does that. You definitely see it in stuff like dusk and, uh, what's that quake game? Uh, Aeon wrath. I Wraith? can never remember that games wrath Aeon or Ruin. I it's forget fun, the yeah. game's title every day. That's it's a like good a game black too. metal album cover. Yeah, yeah also rap, a good game. Um, but yeah, we we I mean I do feel like like I I don't want to bemoan this point too much. There is something lost that that Doom does really well, and that that a sort of adherence to realism, and um, I don't know. It's it's really an adherence to realism. It's kind of shaves away from the gaming landscape. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. Yeah, I'm completely I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think about. 
other abstract kind of first person shooters and I'm kind of hard pri- super hot I guess super hot super hot um moments in halo I think do yeah, that even the though they they like one the first halo which is also in our series wait a minute is it, so it's going to be half life and then halo wow okay so halo does do some of the bullet uh, projectile dodging stuff does a little bit actually yeah some of the bit. movement um the original halo is maybe the most like doom in those senses uh and, and, and also bigger more robust open levels that have some yeah, user data yeah. exploration you know uh, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting kevin you were talking about the uh, the movement speed and Sometimes I'll be playing a modern first-person shooter, and I'll I'll just I'll just be playing it and moving around, and I'll groan because my character is moving so slow. And mm-hmm. then and then I will press like the shoulder button, and I'll start running, and then I'll groan again. I'm like, why? Why is it designed this way? <laughs> like, <laughs> like why can't we just marry those two and just have fast movement speed and just get just rid of speed. the whole uh, run button thing? So the running states. Yeah, we just 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 get rid of it. I mean, I, I kind of I kind of teared up a little bit in a bad way when I was watching the new Halo demo and I saw Master Chief run. I was like, ah, no, you're doing he it wrong. Right? He did the, he did the sprint button thing. He did, he did the sprint button. Yeah. He does it like at, like it looks like he's not gonna do it, and then he sprints like to the warthog at the last second. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah. God, come on, mm. <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh definitely. well. I will say that, not to get too off topic, but the Doom Eternal double dash feels really good. I feel it that that's it a does. very nice double dash. I'm glad that they did that instead of instead of the sprinting. Yeah. So Well, let's talk a little bit about the subsequent Doom games and how well we feel they do or don't align with uh with Doom's with what we individually like about Doom. So we have Doom three, which is the next I mean we have Doom two, but that's kinda enveloped in this whole thing but doom 3 comes out which for me is almost just not a doom game yeah one thing i want to say first before we before we do doom 3 can we agree that doom 2 is the best of all the doom games probably i think the show maybe the best. or in orange for probably 2016 but you think share is the best okay for me doom 2 i think has the best maps best overall it has it has the super shotgun which is like the best gun ever in my opinion yeah there's no more yeah. satisfying gun than the super that's shotgun true. that's true doom one is missing that and i'm so i just can't not mention the super shotgun if i'm with doom i have to mention it i love that thing if, so much uh, yeah, yeah if so i good. start the shareware i will finish it i will i cannot start the shareware and not finish it which means i'm mm-hmm. always down for at least you know 30 40 minutes of game it, like it's impossible for me not to finish it uh i would say shareware doom two than the rest of doom one for okay. sure for um, sure uh, I'm a big fan of 2016, to be honest. Like that one, I, I think I love Doom Eternal. The thing about Doom Eternal is that I think it lost a little bit of the horror elements of Doom 2016. Like it became a little mm-hmm. too arcadey for me. But yeah, mm-hmm. 2016 Doom. So, but for Doom 3, right? Doom 3 is like Half Life. That's what it is. It's like Half Life with some system shock elements. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say like. It's like, it feels like a Ken Levine game, I feel like, like you an know early how Ken Levine be- game. You know how the beginning of Half-Life, you start off and everything's normal, and then it goes bad? Oh, right? yeah. Like, they're messing that- with teleportation. <laughs> they Doom both 3 have the tram, exactly. right? No, so it's- here's the thing with Doom 3, though. I really like Doom 3. Like, I'm like the, like the only person I feel like in the world who liked that game. That's not true. People do like it. But like I think yeah. that game is a really good corridor shooter, like very yeah. solid. The guns feel very weighty, punchy. The enemy design is still good. It's definitely not... It's, it's really not... I think in probably the reason people had problems with it, it's really not a Doom game in that way because yeah. the maps are much smaller and much more straightforward. And it, but I mean, 
isn't 2016 kind of the same in that way? It's like smaller maps. It does have arenas Let's get there when we get there. fight in. But yeah, okay, we can get there. But like, I think Doom 3 was a great game. I really liked it back in the day. And I remember playing that game. My God, those graphics were like... That game was like the crisis yeah, before yeah. crisis. It like ate everyone's yeah. computers. It was like... <laughs> I remember looking at screenshots of it like two years before it came out and just being like, how is that even possible? Yeah, and the lighting. No, the thing, sure. the thing with Doom, with lighting is Doom has always had good lighting. Old Doom had impressive, yeah. different light sector lighting. Still maps. impressive lighting, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Doom Three had that real time line with the flashlight, which they make you use mm-hmm. the whole game, which sucks. But the lighting of the flashlight was like, wow, look at this real time lighting. This is this is gonna eat up your graphics card, you know? Right. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah, I feel like there was just like this era between like 2004 and 2009 where these like mega first person shooter technical marvels were coming out. Yeah. And I would just be so depressed because I just didn't have a good computer at the time. So I, <laughs> no would, way to play them. I would just be super basic and just play my Halo 2 on my Xbox. So sad. Same oh, for well. me. I was in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was in the same boat too. <laughs> did you guys like Doom 3 or did you dislike it? Uh, I like it. I like Doom Three. It's uh, not a Doom game, but I like yeah. it. It's 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 good. I don't know. I like it as a horror game, um, but yeah. I just yeah, it's just not a Doom game. It's it, it, it's kind of how I feel about like Metal Gear Solid Five. I love it as a stealth game, but it, to me, it's not really a Metal Gear game. It's like the same mm-hmm. thing. Um, I see that. Um, the thing with Doom Three though is it does have dodging. Actually, you can dodge the imp's fireballs. And in the expansion mm-hmm. pack, you can grab the fireballs with the gravity gun and throw them back at the imp. So there's definitely some like kind of fun play there. That that's right. I, I forgot know. there was a gravity gun. There's a gravity uh, gun it, in the expansion. I've pack. never finished it. I've tried to play it multiple times. I always get about two hours in, and I'm just like, what am I doing here? I get mm. to the same place where there's like you're in a closet, I think, and it's it's dark, and I have to use my flashlight. So I'm just it like, has oh. monster closets too, which is a classic Doom trope. Right. It has those. Maybe it's just like slower corridor. Yeah classic doom and but it really i really feel like it has it the plasma rifle it's got the rocket launcher it's got the revenants it's got the mancubus it's got all the stuff it's got, it's got all the parts it's it, got it the doesn't parts. have the feel it doesn't it does capture the sort of it phenomenology of playing doom like it doesn't feel like i'm playing a doom game it felt more like i was playing a half-life game or some sort of you know modern by 2004 standards yeah. shooter so and i it also I, i'm not a huge fan it's not abstract either the environments are real looking right. places and it has the half-life thing right doom was levels Half-Life yeah. was an a interconnected map of right, the hallways. Between them. Yeah, hallways. Yeah. So it, it does that, too. So it doesn't have the level thing anymore. So, right. so Let's I have, talk about Doom 2016. Oh, oh, before, oh, sorry. Yeah, before we move to Doom 2016, I just have, like, a funny story. Like, once upon a time, I was uh, teaching in Mexico, and all of it was, like, the last week of school, and all of the teachers, like, had nothing to do. So we like just decided to take over the school computer lab for a week and we just did Doom 3 multiplayer LAN parties. Nice. <laughs> and it was, awesome. it was surprisingly fun for a game that I was like, this is like the worst Doom game and the multiplayer is not going to be that fun. We play it and we were like having a blast. It's, it's just, it was just fun. It was just like, like uh one-on-one just matches and we would just kind of team teachers up against each other and uh nice. it was just fun i don't know it's it, even though it's slower it still felt like doom with that like you have one guy like spraying a gatling gun everywhere because he hasn't played a first person shooter and he he hasn't known how to aim and then you have like another guy with a mm. plasma rifle and it's just like 
It was a good time. What can I say? Doom That's 3. Cool. Doom, Doom 3, everyone. Underrated. It had. It is. And the multiplayer was kind of like a... It was like Quake. You could run... It didn't have the run speed limitation like the campaign mm. did. And it had okay. power weapons on the map. It was It was not Quake 3, but it was built like that. Yeah. So, it, yeah. It's fun for what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so that's cool. I'll I don't know. Maybe I'll try to replay it. Uh, moving on to Doom 2016, which which from the the pre-release, if if people remember being in late 2015, early 2016, that Cyber game was, was supposed to be bad. That game was by all accounts going to be terrible. Like Bethesda thought it was going to be bad. That the they were like hiding it from the press. There was all this drama, and I was fairly convinced it was going to be a bad game. You know who liked I it? I remember being I, everybody. <laughs> John Romero but, liked it. He liked the pre-release footage when he saw it. Oh, well, that's interesting. But I yeah. mean, I remember you pre-ordered it, and I was like, "Why did you pre-order that game? It's gonna suck." Like it's Doom. It's I can't. Gonna be how good. often do these games come out? You know, I'm not gonna so, not pre-order right. Doom. I mean, so <laughs> how yeah, often do we get it one came of these out, games? Day one, I bought it, and I was like, "All right, I'll, I'll just try this." And I played it for like an hour, and I was like, "Holy shit, this game's amazing!" And then it's funny because we both were playing it around the, I think, the exact same time. You got it on like. Yeah. Some I don't remember. I was playing on Steam. You're playing somewhere else. And I remember we were oh, both yeah, messaging yeah. each other after about like 20, 30 minutes. We're like, "This is pretty good. This is yeah. pretty good." It was like that like moment of we're like realizing the genius of that game, and just like right. how awesome it is. So so good. Yeah, my feelings with this game is that it is a Doom game, but it definitely does not capture some of the real hallmark features of a Doom game with like the the. The maze design it's much less about bullet dodging but it is about movement and it kind of feels like a very good combination of quake 3 multiplayer with what i liked about doom single player in a way that's accessible and and updated for modern modern audiences so i think like it's sort of a legacy of both of those games gets wrapped into doom 2016 because we're not getting new quake games we have quake champions but nobody plays it uh but if you want to get that kind of quake 3 fast frenetic movement experience you do feel that way when you play doom 2016 the way you chain executions in that game feels so good Mm -hmm. it just feels i uh (laughs) i just want to give a shout out to one of my favorite moments of that game is right when you start off you start off the game and you're immediately shooting things and then right when the character is going to give you all this line of exposition he just throws the console away oh and yeah at that time at <laughs> so that time good. that was that was such a like breath of fresh air because it seemed like like what i was just talking about in the other podcast was like games have this long exposition dumps at the beginning of the game they're very slow you know there's all this blah 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 build up and that game was just like nope we're putting you right in it and we don't care about that stuff like that's not what it, i mean doom eternal ended up kind of changing that all but yeah. that game yeah. was all all about that and i thought that was so like oh i love this this game is the, these guys get it yeah, and yeah it's amazing too because it's reflected in the character of doom guy right he just mm-hmm. doesn't care and that's why he's such a great character because he, he 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 doesn't care about the context he's just gonna kill all of these demons and it's so yep. it's so great every opportunity where like the game seems like they're gonna shove exposition or lore in your face he just mm-hmm. he just like kicks something, punches something, rips something yeah. off. It's it's mm-hmm. it's great. It's so it's it's like it's low key amazing storytelling. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. So um, I also want to say like the gameplay of that game, like Aaron's saying, it it is it's like kind of classic Doom, but it's not. It doesn't really have. I think the thing that's missing the most for me is the exploration. Um, mm-hmm. Classic Doom is really about exploring these very large, complicated, intricate maps that have all these different areas you can go and. Blah, blah blah. That game is much more. It's not linear in in, in the traditional sense. I mean, it is, I guess, but it's it's, it's linear in the traditional it, sense. It is, but like the I guess I'm thinking more in the gameplay is not linear. 
but it Some is of those the maps are literally the maps are linear. You can't really go a lot of this. You can't really go and find a bunch of different things. You kind of just move forward generally. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Which classic doom is not about that at all. Um, but the the gameplay is close. I think it's like it's it's not the same. Obviously, it's definitely different. But it's kind of like, like an it, evolution of it. But you mm-hmm. move slower. I want to yeah. definitely cement that point that you do not run as fast in Doom. You cannot run faster than rockets. You no. You move much you slower. Can. And the also the imps and a lot of the enemies who throw fireballs, they track you. They lead the shots off. So you mm. you can't dodge as easily in that game. And that's kind of the thing with Doom is the classic Doom is when you an enemy throws a projectile at you, they just throw it where you're standing, right? So you can then move. But in in 2016, they throw it where you're moving to. So you have to kind right. of I don't know. It's not the same. It's not the same dance. It's a different dance you have to play in that game. It, mm-hmm. it is a different dance, but I feel like what it does is is the way they updated it was instead of you kind of like literally dodging shots, they just made it so that there's constantly pressure on you, so you have to yeah. move. Yeah. So in the sense that it's a game where you're shooting and, and a big part of it is really, really good feeling, um, rewarding movement mechanics, like Doom 2016 is that. It's just Definitely. different mechanics and and it's also that it's also much more about it's very aggressive gameplay because you always can Mm -hmm. kill enemies and replenish your resources by killing them and and doing a glory kill right Uh, which are obviously so satisfying it's gotta be part of everyone's favorite part of those game right is the glory kills are just so they're concise and fast and satisfying and they're funny Mm -hmm. yeah i think like that's like one of the best design decisions in a first person shooter ever where the way you replenish health is by executing demons with the glory kills. To me, that just mm-hmm. solves so many problems. Because before that, the popular thing to do in first-person shooters, and which still is a popular thing, is when you have taken too much damage, you just hide in cover for like a few seconds, and you get your health right. back, and then you're back in the action. But Master Chief. Mas- yeah, Master Chief and mm-hmm. like Call of Duty. And it's just, that's the antithesis of Doom. You have to stay in the combat. So the fact that they were able to circumvent that with the glory kills is such a great, it was brilliant. Yeah. So good. I completely agree. I also really want to uh, mention like basically all of the, the monsters from the, not all of them, but like 90% of them from the classic games, including Doom 2, are in this game. And they reprise the roles they had in the old games and sort of the yeah. weapons. So, like, it really translates. It translated, the design obviously translated well into a modern setting with some modern polish. And, like, it, it's just interesting. It was cool to, like, see all this, these, this, like, I was playing around a snap map in that game and I was, I was spawning some monsters in and watching them kind of move around the environment. And, like, the, to, to get up to the next platform, the Mancubus will, like, put its, um, like, cannons down and blast the ground and fly up to get to the next thing and like just mm-hmm. the amount of detail they had like it was just really cool to see these classic monsters i grew up with with this super high fidelity of like a modern game you know and and super well polished it was like the detail of that game is incredible like it really is yeah. like it's it's just a very very well-made game um and it was such it was just such a like it was so cool to, to play it in that in that regard <clears throat> right so good yeah i agree with everything <laughs> yeah, I would say if, if there's one complaint I have, because I do feel like Doom 2016 comes pretty close to a to a cough cough perfect game. I, I don't yeah. want to use that word, but like like a, a fairly flawless execution. Like my my complaint would be that it gets a little too bogged down into upgrades and collectibles and stuff that don't I think add any value to the game. The progression. Um, oh, oh the wait until you play Doom Eternal. Let me tell yeah, you about no, that. I know. I know. Yeah, and, and it's it, like there's a testament to the fact that like that lots of people, not just me and Kevin, have been playing Doom for, you know, coming up on three decades, 
regularly with no levels, with no, with no like extrinsic rewards in the game other than just us, you know, like the intrinsic joy of playing the game and getting better at it and just reliving Mm -hmm. the experience. Um, I, I think that so, you know, doom 2016 has some of the things that are, that are just big parts of gaming at that time. All these extrinsic, stupid rewards of leveling up and upgrades and getting, I completely agree. And that, that reminds me like a big part of a classic doom design is every level was made to start with the pistol only. Mm-hmm. And then you would pick up weapons with the map, and the map the maps were designed to be played that way, right? Whereas I always felt like when I went back in 2016 to replay the levels, I already have everything. I'm all like super yeah. good. I have all the guns. I've got all the power ups. I got all the grenade upgrades. I got everything. It's kind of like a bummer that you can't just like start a level off with just the pistol and play it that way and pick up guns because it's part of like it's part of what was fun about that was with the old games was picking up the guns and finding them and you know strategizing your resources in that regard. But uh, yeah, it's all about that gear loadout now. It's kind of the, the style. <clears throat> right. So, so I agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move into Doom Eternal briefly without getting too spoilery. But my, my, my feeling on Doom Eternal is that it, it is a great game. Uh, I think Doom 2016 is a head and shoulders better game. Like I, I replayed Doom 2016 back to back. I played it on Ultra Violence and the Nightmare immediately yeah, so after and, and beat it. Uh, which I know Oren did with uh, Doom Eternal. <laughs> yeah. Right. But uh, but but for me, I don't. I I rarely beat games, let alone replay them. So the fact that I played that game back to back like that is is a testament to how much I enjoyed it. Um, but and I still have not finished Doom Eternal because parts of Doom Eternal feel like work. Like it's such it does such a good job of evoking this just like stress and frenzy in combat and just really making you feel like you have to work for every inch. But it's like sometimes that's like fatiguing in a way that i don't want it to be uh, this is gonna sound weird but doom eternal in my opinion first of all my experience with it is i played it a lot when it first came out like it was all i was doing for two weeks so i clearly enjoyed the game i enjoyed mm-hmm. it a lot um but the, the more i think about it the it didn't have the same lasting impact that 2016 did like 2016 i felt the resonance of that like all throughout 2016 and after but I think once Definitely. I think once the Final Fantasy 7 remake came around it was like garbage in garbage out like I just kind of like mm. forgot about it and it's funny cuz reflecting on the game I feel like the game almost has more in common with Duke Nukem 3D in some ways Totally. <laughs> like mm. like it's the mo- cheese factor. Yeah, it's like the cheese factor, the more arcadiness, the fact that the character designs are more more cartoony. Uh, mm-hmm. There's swimming levels, which is like a Dune, Duke Nukem oh thing. Oh my god, dude! Mm. Get <laughs> so, me started on those. Yeah, there's swimming there levels. That. It's like it's like a Duke Nukem game. <laughs> it's not a Doom game. It's I think you're game. right. That's I've nobody's made this right. this it's connection funny. before, but you're completely correct. Yeah, because I remember Duke Nukem 3D was full of like swimming bullshit, and it's like you you play yeah. you play Doom Eternal. It's like oh, it's that's there now. So. It, it almost, you know, I, yeah, anyway. <laughs> my my thought on that game, it's like, it's it, in, a, in some ways, it's an improvement over 16. The dash is an amazing feature. The dash. I, I, the I initially actually, honestly, when I first played the game, I didn't like it. I actually, like, kind of was angry playing it. Like, it kind of pissed yeah, me off a lot of ways because, one, the limited ammo, which I grew to understand. I still think it's it it, it pigeonholes you into, into playing a certain way. Like, I like mm-hmm. the original way of playing the games, which, which we talked about, which is like you change the guns for different situations. Doom Eternal forces you to do that because of how the ammo is. Like you have to right. change your gun. Like they, they're like, no, we want you. We don't want you to use super shock in the whole game because we think that's bad way to play. We, that's bad play. We want you to play the way that we think want you to play. Which I don't like that. I want me to, be able to play the way I want to play. 
you know, not the way they mm-hmm. want me to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doom 2016, I think, did like the whole power fantasy thing better. Like you had more freedom yeah. to play the way you want to play. And then Doom Eternal, I almost feel like Doom Eternal. The, the one thing I there are a couple of things that I really like about Doom Eternal. There, if you play the game on a very hard difficulty like Nightmare, it, some of the fights feel like true fights for survival. Like you're barely yeah. just getting out getting out of those situations with just like like no ammo no health and there's like tons of demons everywhere but um i don't i don't know it's just um it does some i also love the super shotgun in that game the super Mm. shotgun's Mm -hmm. very satisfying with the the hook hook, right yeah the hook is just like so dope but yeah but yeah like overall i don't know it's it, it it has like a weird less than the sum of its parts feel like it's like a really solid game, but it's like the, it's missing something. I don't know. Yeah. I also felt like um, it, it feels like more than ever, like a spectacle fighter. Like it's really like a first person shooter, God of War or yeah. something like that. Like it's like the people, some people I know didn't like the battle, um, the big battle parts of the first game, like the big ballerinas. I can't think of the other word. Ballerinas, the first game. And second game, Doom Eternal is like way more of them. And the thing that I noticed when I was playing Doom Eternal was like, it felt like the most like static environments like I've ever played. Like nothing is interactable, but what you put was like shining green. Like only the green things are nothing else can be interacted with or changes at all. And it was just funny going from that game to control, which is like everything you can interact with in control. It was like, whoa, Doom Eternal is such a static game. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's by design. Like they want you, they don't want anything cluttering or distracting you from what you're supposed to be doing. But it's like also for in, performance. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. just, it's just. I don't know. Like I know it's like where you can't stand in certain plates of the map. Like it's just like it felt like it was so designed to be played a very specific way that mm-hmm. 16 didn't feel like at all. Um, and yeah. I didn't like that about Eternal. Yeah. But I, what I do want to say is the thing I do like. I do like the flamethrower thing, like the, the like the hot key management. I didn't like it at first, but I do I like that. it. And I understand why you don't like it totally. Like I, because it's resource management. It's not. It's not what Doom was initially about. But I think it. The like, game is it, just. Yeah, it's yeah. just bogged by its systems. I feel like. I get too, that. Too many systems that you have to manage. It's just like it's like, hey, would you want to micromanage a hundred things? Is is this a sim? Is this a resource sim? Yeah. Am I playing Sim City? Yeah. Or am I playing Doom? I didn't like yeah. having to change the grenades to frozen to regular grenades. Like it's just too many buttons. I feel like I had to be like a like a wizard on my keyboard and like switch with all these like different. It's, like, it's a game that plays better on a uh, on a, a joypad for that reason. I think. Yeah. It's, it's more easily to do to to execute with a with that. There, there, um, there's another aspect that I kind of want to touch on with Doom Eternal, and I actually think this might be like the most disappointing part. And I'm going to say this without spoiling anything, but I just think the story is just, I don't know, like it's yeah, like the first like four levels of the story, I had no context as to what, like what was going on. I didn't even know what the story was. I'm like, I'm just, yeah, right. I'm just traversing levels. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it and it's it was weird to like go into third person and watch Doom guy like walk around, and I don't know it was just oh yeah I, like I that, hated yeah. that it, I didn't like it the didn't, scenes yeah I like why it, it just it felt like they went against what they were like pioneering in the last game which right. was like yeah. it's there if you want it but we're not gonna shove it down your throat yeah right and this game it's like no we're shoving it down your throat you gotta watch it I and mean, you can skip it but like right it was just like wh- why what's what. <laughs> And it was just, it didn't feel, it felt discordant with sort of previous Doom lore stories. It felt a little too, like it, like Duke Nukem was the perfect analogy. I didn't, I've never even occurred to yeah. it. Yeah. It felt like Duke Nukem does Doom. 
instead of doom. <laughs> I like that analogy too. It's accurate because it's like it's similar, but it's like wrong and off. And I okay, platforming and swimming. No, thank you. Not oh, necessary. Yeah, yeah. Get Please, rid of that. Please, no. Don't do that. Some of again. the platforming was fun, but yeah, the fact that there was li- like l- extended linear sequences where the only thing you had to do was execute a bunch of like somewhat technical jumps. I was like, uh, I just want to shoot shit right now. Stuff. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah, it's I don't I don't like it. Uh, it's it's kind of like I feel like Doom 2016 is like kind of this nearly perfect product, like this perfect jewel of a game. Mm-hmm. And it is. And then you get like Doom Eternal, and it's like it's a jewel, but it's like coated with like this like little veneer of lameness. It's just like kind of just a little yeah. lame. It's just a little lame, a little over designed. But it's still good. It's still really good. Yeah. The things <laughs> that I, worth, there's still there's two game. things that I particularly love about that game. One, the soundtrack. Mick Gordon's music is always great. Really good. Um, yeah. The yeah. menu music is the Map 32 theme. or Actually, Map yeah. 30 theme from Doom 2. It's the, this icon of synth theme. That is amazing. And the enemy design, the way that they look, is more like classic Doom than Doom 16. And like the Mancubus right. specifically just looks so good in that game. I was like, man, this is... And also, no, yeah. the Zombie Man, too. He looks awesome. But the green flat top, I mean, it was like... Uh, they, yeah. they totally... They brought it back. I, I love that. That was really... that was. I very much appreciated those things. Uh, I, yeah. I will say, though, about Doom 2016, like... I, I prefer those character models more. Like, they just look mm. more like horror, like hellish. Like, Doom Eternal, mm. I think they dialed up the, uh, like, the cartoony eyes, and you can see, like, the pupils. Yeah. Like, it just didn't really yeah. work did. for me. Yeah. All, right. All right, well... Sequels aside, uh, we're gonna we're gonna close up with would you uh, would you recommend people play this game or would you play it again? Do you see yourself playing Doom more? And if someone asked you, would you recommend they play it? Yeah, I, I think I would recommend Doom ni- uh, 1993 just because for two reasons. One, it's like this amazing piece of gaming history, but two, it actually holds up, which isn't true of every game. It's kind of like recommending Tetris to people. It's like this old game that people can just play, and it's still perfectly a perfectly designed product. That doesn't feel right. that doesn't feel dated, um, and that's how I feel about Doom 1993. I, I feel the same way. Um, so yeah, I would. Cool, Kevin. Obviously, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, we all know my answer, of course. Yeah, definitely play it. Play it. Uh, uh, if you do play it, play it source port on PC. GZ Doom. It's the best way to play it, in my opinion. Get some like HPAO. You know, whatever you like. Uh, I like. I like it with with no. Keep the aliasing. Keep the jaggies. But just. Uh, mm-hmm. A little bit of modern post-processing to keep it the maybe bloom on the projectiles, just a little bit of extra. Fancy I don't like that stuff. That stuff just a little bit, nothing too much. So <laughs> it's worth noting that there are lots of source ports, so you can play it. You can play Chocolate yeah. Doom, which plays. It's basically a throwback to 1993. It's even yep. at 320 resolution. Uh, you can play Retro Doom. I have, which is a mostly faithful with a few additions, uh, and then you can play stuff like GZ. I think GZ Doom, right? GZ Doom, which is yeah. actually a full 3D, and you can even turn on mouse aiming, right? Which I don't use. I play yeah, it don't I? stuck horizontally, but it makes it a 3D renderer, so it looks a little smoother. Uh, it's nice. That's, it's, I've I've got like a huge collection of Doom source ports. I've got like yes, I, I don't know. I don't have them all, but I have a lot of them. Um, and my preferred method is that that runs at the highest frame rate. Blah 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 blah. Also, I just want to mention that we didn't talk about Doom 64. Um, oh yeah, 
and that and that one was one that I think a lot of us missed. I remember I remember specifically I was gonna rent it at Beacon Video, which is this local video store near my dad's house. And Aaron was like, he he wasn't there, but he told me like I heard that game was lame, and I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. There was definitely <laughs> this thing in the '90s I feel like of like we're like oh screw the old stuff, the new stuff's the right. good stuff, right? Like so <laughs> I mean like there's still that thing, but yeah. But I think more so then. Maybe because yeah. I was younger. I don't know. But but also because uh, games changed quicker then. Like a game that was two did. years old was, oh, was yeah. basically the equivalent of a game that's like 20 years old now. Absolutely. No question. Um, so like I didn't get to play Doom 64, but I just want to say like if you are going to play Doom on console, I think 64 might be this, the best the, for controller support. is probably the smoothest. And mm. it's very much the classic Doom experience. It has all of the classic Doom stuff. Um the music's different, but it's much more horror and scary. But it's a great game. Like, definitely play Doom 64, please. It's really good. I'm going to put it mm. on my list. I've never played it, so. It's fantastic. It looks it's good. It's got a cool soundtrack, too. That's, it's Hugo's it's favorite Doom game, too, from uh, oh, really? Doom Eternal. Yeah. Hmm. It, it has, like, a, it has like an interesting interesting vibe to it, like, just looking at gameplay of it. Like, the something about the atmosphere mm-hmm. of that game feels a little bit different than It's definitely different. It's very yeah. horror themed, Hell and it is an ambient soundtrack. It doesn't have the, the, the metal tunes. Yeah, not no metal at all. It's very ambient. Like it's like horror ambient, like dark ambient. It's like music. Quake's soundtrack. It's more. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's more even creepy. I think though. Yeah. All right. Well, obviously, I recommend this game. I'm also a big proponent that people play older games, particularly standout games from the past. I think there are lots of games from the past that are every bit as fun to play as anything that comes out now. And I think playing too many new games is bad for your your mental health. So play Doom 1993. It's, It's one of my favorite games. And I think even though I'm obviously heavily biased by nostalgia, again, there's a lot of games from that time period that meant as much to me then that I don't play and I don't have the same relationship with now that I do to Doom. So I think Doom is is really one of the great games, you know? Check it out. I mean, if you play too many modern games from like 2020 or 2019, you're just going to be doing like a lot of walking, like forced walking segments where characters are explaining yes. stuff and you're oh. like, ah, why... My <laughs> my ultimate nemesis, my ultimate nemesis, slow walking <laughs> behind you, NPCs. What like like you're playing? <laughs> it's terrible. I, I love it. What are you talking about? I love walking. <laughs> oh man, so true. Especially with like when a character is telling me about the universe while I'm walking, like the universe mm-hmm. of the game and the story and important plot points. That's like what I yes. need. <laughs> I need that exposition, uh, dude. I, I mean. To get back to my point, I do think so that like there's so many things that older games do that new games don't do, and and new games tend to be shockingly homogenous. When you yeah. look at like like all open world games have can have a lot in common. All of these linear, like you know, first person prestige game or not first person, but linear prestige games have a lot in common, and you see a lot of things that older games do that new games just don't even try. Like I said, like orthogonal enemy design, abstract level design. Um, I think. If you're somebody who's passionate about games, playing older games and really mixing up your milieu, your gaming milieu is, is just beneficial for how you think about games and, and how you evaluate games. So with that, I want to I want to conclude the first episode of the Jump Crouch Game Club or whatever we're going to call it. Oren, thank you for showing up. Kevin, thank you for showing up. I think we had a, a really fun conversation about Doom there, guys. Mm-hmm. Bring on the Half-Life and- next. Yes, half. Wait, is it Half Life next? Half Life is next, and then Halo. Okay, so play along with us. Next, so we're do we're gonna. Yeah, okay. 
It's going in sequential order too of like release, like historical release. Correct. We're going to play Half-Life, the game that ruined gaming. Uh, also <laughs> one of my favorite games. But, <laughs> yeah, me too. The walking paradox. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to move on to uh, Halo. The, the, the first time that console FPS gaming was fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 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 Goldeneye is still better, you know. It's just, it's just is. No. I love Goldeneye. I mean, <laughs> I, I played Goldeneye way more than I played Halo. And, and, and like like I said, I played so much Goldeneye I that I would literally close my eyes and see Goldeneye textures in front of my vision, like like it was. And it was the only game I had on my Nintendo sixty four. So I was just playing that on my Nintendo sixty four, playing Doom on my PC, and that was it. But uh, yeah, my favorite thing about Goldeneye is uh, just like playing on like a three pronged controller. And you're walking, and your character's like looking at like a literal wall, and then you try to aim to hit the enemy in the head, who's like in the corner of your screen. Great gameplay, amazing. Yeah, my 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 favorite thing is the single digit frame rate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, I did my time. I did my time. All right, everybody, that's all we got for you this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with a regular podcast. Uh, take care of yourselves.